Imagine being present, calm, and connected while creating a family environment where everyone can thrive. Welcome to the I Am Mom Parenting Podcast, providing inspiration and actionable steps to manifest the meaningful and magical life you desire for you and your family. We are your hosts, Dimple Aurora, founder of Mindful Evolution and Shaista Fateli, founder of Thrive Kids. Thank you for sharing the I Am Mom journey with us. Let's get started. Hey, I'm so glad you're joining me today. If you're listening, I know this topic is relevant to you or someone close to you. As you may know, this month, Shaista and I were doing short individual segments on the podcast so that we could accommodate the increase in time demands because the holiday season is coming up and we know that it gets very hectic. So with the holidays fast approaching, you may be starting to feel some anxiety around seeing a certain family member or someone that's an extended family member. So perhaps you're obligated to see this person and you'd rather avoid them at all costs. Or perhaps you and this particular individual don't get along or you can't see eye to eye, or you just have an emotional history with this person. So today I want to provide some strategies for you to be able to deal with the anxiety, the resentment, possibly the anger that comes up for you when you think about this person. I want you to actually think about them right now. Do you notice a change in your breath or in your throat or in your posture, or even in the pit of your stomach. So we want to get you to the point where you can see that person or think about them without having an emotional charge, without having a physical response in your body. And it is completely possible. So the reason our family members trigger us so much more than anyone else in the world (laughs) is because they are the ones that started off as our original tribe members. So instinctively, they're the ones that we chose to trust to help us survive in this world. Some would say that our souls actually chose these people. And unfortunately, whether that's true or not, the generational wounds run so deep that when the trust has been broken and they are the reason that our bodies are in fight or flight, we find it very difficult to forgive. So instead we blame. And in some cases we never heal the relationship. I've seen people go to their deathbeds without healing the relationship. So here are some ways that you can deal with the family member in your life that triggers you. And here are a few things to be mindful of and some of the things you can do to lessen the stress and lessen the anxiety that you're currently feeling. The first thing is it's okay not to be close to that person just because they are your sibling or your parent it does not mean that you need to be close. You're allowed to say no to not seeing them. And sometimes it's really tough 
because the whole family is together and you experience this fear of missing out. But you have to set boundaries for yourself that keep you healthy. So in some cases, distance is really healthy. And if you want to spend Christmas day at home with your immediate family, and that makes you happy, you have to have the courage to set that boundary. Perhaps maybe you need to arrange another time to see some of the family members that you want to see without having that person there. And depending on the level of consciousness that your family is at, you'll probably be judged. And so it's best to approach the situation maturely with the best of intentions for the greater good of everyone. And you have to have the courage to explain yourself, but do it with empathy and no blame. The next thing is you may not align with a certain person, but it may just be energetic for a certain period of time. And that's okay. So what you can do is continue to love that person unconditionally from a distance. And some people say, what? I have no love for this person or I cannot love this person. I have nothing but anger and hatred towards this person. And the truth is the people that we love cause us the most pain because we love them so much. But when you work through the emotions of shame and guilt and fear and anger and all those lower frequency emotions that you feel in your life, you're going to gain the courage to get closer to loving yourself. And once you start implementing the tools and do the inner work in your life to become more whole, you're going to automatically have a life of more love and gratitude. And once you have that life of more love and more gratitude, you're going to start to love yourself more. And guess what? That's going to fill you up. It's going to bring you more peace and you're going to be able to pour it into the places that you need it. And the people that don't align with, with you will drop off. And what this means is you could one, keep a loving space for this person from a distance without even having them in your life. Or if it's not even a family member, say it's an extended family member or somebody that's related through marriage, for example, you can actually detach from them. So they're not even in the realm of your mind or your energy field. Okay. So the key here is the more you work on yourself and do your inner work, you're going to align with the right people in your life. Okay. The next thing is you may want to just cut this person out of your life, but remember they are a part of your life to play a role and their role is to help you grow and evolve as a person. So once you realize that there's a role they're playing to help benefit you, you can have more compassion for yourself and give yourself grace when you can't help but feel these huge and uncomfortable emotions that come up. Be gentle with yourself. 
really the key is to become an observer of your emotions and an observer of that person. Because when you observe, you're able to detach. Next, I want you to actually think about how you're contributing to the discord in the relationship. Now, this is huge. Nobody really wants to look at themselves in these situations, right? So this person that you're having an issue with, they may have created a story about you in their mind. So whether it's accurate or not, I want you to also think about how this story may have been formed and how you intentionally or unintentionally played a part in forming it. Sometimes we get so stuck in our stories about a person that we forget to, the, to view the relationship from their lens. So as you do that, remember where their subconscious programming came from and how they actually operate in their other relationships. Maybe it's not just yours. How they show up in the world with other people and what beliefs and pain they may be carrying that causes them to be the way they are. I always find that reflecting on the root cause of why someone is so toxic is always very helpful. And as you continue to reflect on that, it's going to help you realize not to take their response towards you personally. The way that someone is responding to you may have everything to do with them and less to do with you. You may not be the only person in their life that they have issues with. So once you learn how to show up as your most authentic self, then people just need to accept you the way you are. And alternatively, you can learn to accept people the way they are. So if someone is very nasty towards you, chances are they are not living as their most authentic and best self. So their toxicity and negativity stems from a very different place that's inside of them. If someone doesn't want to acknowledge you or see you or uplift you, it's probably because they haven't even truly seen themselves and they're not in a place where they feel uplifted themselves. Because like I spoke about earlier, when you feel whole, you resonate at the level of love. You want to uplift people at that point. And you know, someone may see you in a light that they feel they could never attain. And hence, it comes out as hostility towards you. Sometimes people will share reasons of why they were terrible towards you. And it usually has nothing to do with you being a certain way towards them. But once they awaken, they realize that they were terrible towards you because it had everything to do with them. So what I want you to do is focus on your needs. 
and what you need to do to be your best self, focus on your goals, and stop giving your power away by using so much mental energy on one person. Because that keeps you stuck in blame. I've had clients tell me that they can't stop thinking about a situation or a certain person and certain thoughts about someone or a scene just keeps replaying in their head. It keeps them awake at night. They're thinking about it in the shower. It's the first thing they think about when they wake up. It's the last thing they think about when they go to bed. They have this cloud or this burden over their head. And when that's happening to you, and it's happened to me as well in the past at times, that's when you really need to process your emotions. And journaling is so helpful to get the feelings out or whatever story you're carrying from your perspective, get it out onto paper. So what happens is you're taking everything out of your body and putting it into a safe place on the paper. So you're going to feel so much lighter once you write pages. It could even take you hours. It could take you days. It could take you weeks, but it's helping you to process. And once the stuff is out, it feels so much better. It feels more bearable. And of course, you know that to process emotions, I recommend mind-body techniques. My favorite being tapping, also known as emotional freedom technique. So check out the show notes at the end of this episode if you want to learn more about tapping. And you can work with a tapping coach such as myself if you have a lot of stuff to process or a therapist to help you process your feelings or if you're a student, maybe a guidance counselor. So there's a lot of things you can do to process your emotions. Now, if you have to see a person and you're feeling really brave, you can actually do some work before you see them. Now, this is where I get into more energetic connection. Okay. So you can actually connect with someone energetically before you even meet with them. And the reason you would do this is to make the meeting more pleasurable or more bearable and less dramatic, basically. So what you can do is imagine the person in front of you. And what you do is you form an invisible figure eight from your heart chakra to their heart chakra. And what you do is you can send some healing energy in the color of your choice. I usually choose green. Okay. And you send it in the form of this figure eight between you and that person while visualizing them in front of you. Now, this is a little bit out there, but you can actually learn how to heal a relationship energetically without even having the person involved at all. I've done this and the results are remarkable. I teach some of these techniques in private workshops. I know they work. I've had people come back to me until they tell me they work. And there's a Hawaiian doctor, Dr. Hugh, Hugh Len, who recommends a technique called Ho'oponopono for this. Now, Dr. Hugh Len, he cured every patient 
in the criminally insane ward of the Hawaii State Hospital by using this Ho'oponopono technique without even seeing a patient he did this. So it seems a little crazy to think that this man was able to do this, but what he did first, actually, I'll tell you the translation of Ho'oponopono means to make something right. So to put it in order, to adjust it, to regulate it, to tidy it up. So that's what Ho'oponopono means. And it's actually a spiritual practice in Hawaii. And it, it involves learning to heal all things by accepting total responsibility for everything that surrounds us. So what Dr. Hugh Len did was he constantly recited this prayer or mantra while focusing on the patient at hand. So the mantra goes like this. And I usually, you can mix up the sentences, but I usually say it in this order. It's usually done with the, I love you at the end, but I like to say it at the beginning. So it's the mantra is this, I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. Now, what you do is you sit in a comfortable place, you meditate on this prayer, you picture the person that you're that you have an issue with. Now, it's really tough to do with someone in mind that's repulsing you or that you're completely resentful towards. And it takes a, a while to get there to even want to do this kind of work, right. But through this process, you can often find true compassion for someone who has hurt you. And from there, it's easier to think good thoughts about that person and wish them well. But it is, again, going inwards, and taking total responsibility for everything that's happening in your life. And another practice that I love that's actually easier to do is called the loving kindness meditation. And this also helps you feel more compassionate and forgiving towards people or towards someone that's triggered you. It's also known as the meta prayer. So it's the Buddhist word for, for loving kindness, basically. And there's so much science that backs this meditation up. I absolutely love it. When practiced regularly, this meditation has been proven to activate empathy, uh, activate emotional processing in the brain, decreases your bias towards other people. It, it curbs self-criticism. It uh, increases positive emotions, decreases negative emotions. Like it's phenomenal. And science even shows that it's effective even in small doses. So what you do for this meditation is you sit comfortably and you say the following prayer. You can use any words that you choose. And first you say the prayer relating to yourself. You use the word I, and then you use the word you, then you use the word we like, okay, so let me, let me say it and, and give you an example. So you sit and you say, may I be healthy? May I be happy? May I be free? 
may I be at peace. And then you carry on. May you be healthy. May you be happy. May you be free. May you be at peace. May our planet be healthy. May our planet be happy. May our planet be free. May our planet be at peace. And you carry on like this. You can choose any words that you like. And you start with I, then you go to you. And when you do the, the second part where you're saying, may you be happy, healthy, free, peace, you can picture multiple people at any given time. And then you can go to your neighborhood, your town, and expand out into your province, your country, and to the planet. And if this is practiced regularly, like I said, it has many, many scientific benefits. So here in this episode, I gave you some practical, easy and not so easy strategies to help you deal with the family member or extended family in your life that's triggering you. So it's not easy to deal with. I know it's not. But if you want to commit to healing the relationship once and for all, just do it. It takes a lot of honesty and empathy and courage. So in the landmark forum, I took the landmark forum in 2009 and they taught us to write a letter to the person that we are triggered by or that we wanted to heal the relationship with write a letter or call them and that was one of our exercises not everyone is ready or brave enough to take that step but when we're dealing with these relationships that are so toxic that have hurt us so much don't wait until the person is on their deathbed to make amends. And in order to make the amends, you have to drop your ego. Even if that person has done you so wrong, you need to come from a place that is your highest self and your egoless self. And you know what? Not everyone's brave enough to do that, but not everyone's even ready to receive that type of healing and acknowledgement either. And the person you're dealing with may not even be emotionally mature enough to have the honest conversation in order to heal the relationship. They may not even recognize that the relationship needs healing. So you have to look at all the factors and wherever you are in your journey with this person, honor yourself, trust your feelings try not to engage in hostility or a back and forth power struggle because that keeps you stuck, stuck in the game, stuck in ego. Choose peace for yourself. If you have to do anything, choose peace for yourself. All the best with it. If you need help to process something, please reach out. Until next week, you take good care. Bye for now. Thank you for joining us on the I Am Mom Parenting Journey. If you enjoyed today's episode, please follow us and head on over to iTunes to leave us a review. We invite you to check out the show notes for this episode 
and click on the link to join our free Facebook community to stay connected and continue the conversation with other like-minded moms. Until next time, stay inspired, take action, and create magic.